Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my goodness, is there a lot going on right now, right? There's so many people asking about this kind of stuff that I thought, okay, podcast worthy. Have you found yourself going, what is going on? Like life right now just is not easy in any way, shape or form. It's showing up in relationships, jobs, personal struggles, goals, families. Oi, I think it's everywhere. Thomas and I have just truly been getting so many emails, questions, Facebook messages. In fact, something's up with my messenger on Facebook. Yesterday, I saw three, and they were all about the same from three ladies, and I went back to respond to them, and I can't find them. So if you messaged me and didn't get a response... I apologize. That's what happened, and I don't even know what that is. Email is usually a safer way to get a hold of me. That is Majana at Life After Life Radio, and I do, by the way, love to hear from you, and that is what this is all about. Some of those questions that we've been hearing about. Okay, so what in the world is going on? If you listen to Thomas's Fun Astrology, then you are aware of that explanation, that piece of it. We also did a podcast on subconscious mind mastery the other day that kind of combined astrology with our opinions. And today we're going to look at it a little bit different on this podcast. Let's just look at what's happening globally and actually in our whole solar system. If you're not into astrology, and I totally wasn't for a very long time, and I just kind of got sucked in it because of Thomas. And I'll tell you what, the more I understand, the more I realize I don't understand. And it's not just a wheel and horoscopes. Way deeper than that. And I think that most people really don't understand it. But I will say the more I become aware, the more credibility that I give it, and I'm actually very blown away with it. Put that aside, and let's just look at science. Think of a full moon. Okay, we feel it on our bodies. If you're a teacher, you know that in schools, or if you work with kids at all, including being a parent. If you have any experience in an ER room, what kind of people come in on a full moon? Does it ramp up? And a very good friend of mine who is an OB-GYN said he delivers more babies on a full moon than any other time of the month. So there's no doubt the moon affects our bodies because we're mostly water. We also know that it affects the tides in the oceans twice a day. Okay, the moon is only, I want to go through this kind of fast because either you're interested and you get it or you don't. The moon is one-fourth the size of the earth, and it does all of that. It affects us to that degree. Right now, we have five planets. Let me see. I know I won't get them all. Jupiter, Saturn, maybe Neptune, Mercury, and something that I'm not thinking of are all kind of together in one area. They're all lining up very, very close to each other. So Jupiter is 10 times the size of the Earth. The moon is one-fourth the size. Jupiter is 10 times the size. Yes, Jupiter is also further away. But Saturn is also multiple times bigger than the Earth. But my point is all of these planets and the sun are all focusing all their gravity on one part of the earth and pulling stuff that way. And this has been kind of gearing up in the last few days. And what's been happening? Look at all the uh, volcanoes that are going off all over the world. If the moon can affect the tides, doesn't it make sense that even stronger gravity could affect the molten part, the liquid part? And it's surfacing. 
Look at tempers. You think they're flaring a little bit globally? And then we each have all the stuff that we're going through. So I just want to say that this isn't you. You're not going crazy. It's not that you're losing your mind or a terrible person and the gods are frowning upon you and just making all this challenging. There's actually science affecting us right now. What does this mean when we take this a little further? I totally believe everything is connected. Just like we are connected to our soul team and everything in the universe because everything is energy and it's all interconnected. So what's happening with the planets is just a part of what's happening altogether. I think that's all very synchronistic. I absolutely believe that we are being called out to a certain extent. You know, I'm sure you, like I have, for years have been hearing how the consciousness of the earth is raising, where our vibration is increasing. And truly, for years, I've been looking around going, "Mm, I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't really feel it. I don't know what they're talking about. The age of Aquarius, the new dawning. I don't know. I just wasn't buying into it. And as I've said before, for the last six, nine months, I do see it and I do feel it. And very cool in sessions that I'm doing when the goddesses are coming in. Okay, so that's a whole other thing. I used to think that was just mythology, right? No, it's not. They actually do come in. It is amazing. I'm always amazed by these sessions, y'all. I just got to say, they blow me away. I never know what's going to happen. But the goddesses talk about the changes that are coming and kind of preparing us for this. And ready or not, here's a little insight they keep saying, very insisting, and that we should prepare is our country, the United States, as well as globally, is shifting back to a matriarchal society. How long has it been since that's been the case globally? Now, I know that the queen in England has been there for a while, so that makes that a bit more matriarchal, but yet the system is in place that it's not completely matriarchal. But the goddesses are telling me that that shift is coming. Then Thomas said he heard it elsewhere too, which I don't remember where he heard it right now. But it makes me think, hmm, okay, so Whether we even look at that piece, just looking at ourselves, at what life is like right now and the challenges that we're facing, a lot of those are having to do with relationships or just personal work, our internal stuff. You're feeling it unease, right? Disease very much. And it's kind of easy to panic. And there's always doomsday forecasters, right? Okay, well, I'm not into panicking and I'm not into doomsday. I do think our consciousness is shifting. And that's really exciting. Any kind of a spiritual awakening can be uncomfortable. Change period can be uncomfortable. I've spoken, I think, about the number of people experiencing spiritual awakenings. A lot of that time, they're going, am I losing my mind? You know, look at this bizarre stuff that's happening. Change can be very unpleasant, especially when it's internal change or it's shaking our very foundation. And I believe that is what is happening right now. We are being called to check ourselves, to look at ourselves and say, okay, how am I showing up in the world? Who am I being in the world? Is this who I want to be and how I want to be? What am I personally doing to contribute to the increasing consciousness and vibration? And is there something that isn't working very well for me or others that maybe I can and should shift? I think this is just a time of really deep introspection. 
and looking at the hard stuff, asking questions, and really being able and willing to face your stuff. That's hard work and not fun. And I think we have to go through this before anything really great can be built. Whatever is already existing there has to be torn down or remodeled, revamped, you know, before the greatness can come up. And I think that's where we are in the evaluation and even tearing down or reconstructing. So let's be kind and loving with ourselves and gentle. I think it shows up in so many different ways and it can be heartbreak and it can be disappointment. It can be relationships that are catching the brunt of the stress and maybe you find yourselves drifting apart or at constant conflict. And unfortunately, when people are growing and changing, sometimes we do grow apart. And that's not always a bad thing either. This is kind of a cool way to look at it, I think. If somebody that we've been in a relationship with and we've helped each other grow and now it's no longer serving us, it's kind of like, high five. Thank you for loving me and letting me love you. And we did this together. And now really to meet our needs and to continue our growth, we need to do that separately. It doesn't have to be awful. And I'm not saying that that's always the answer. Please don't think I'm saying that. I'm just saying look at all possibilities. And that's the other thing right now is I believe we are being called to look outside of the box. Think of things from a completely different perspective, from a energy and from an angle that you've never looked at it before. What does it look like over there? So how can you deal with this? I mean, right now, it's kind of like, just get me through the day, right? Anybody feeling that way? I was going to do this podcast on how do we create what we want? I do want to talk about that. So that may be the next podcast because as I was looking at how do we create and really kind of trying to do a step-by-step, what I realized is before we can create what we want... We have to be in the space to do that. We have to emotionally and mentally and physically be in a place that we can love ourselves, love others, and create because creating is high vibration and we want to create out of a place of love. So how do we just get through this? Help me survive the day. This really came to me as I was replying to an email of absolutely a very dear friend across the ocean who's going through a really tough time. Being an empath, some of these emails, I feel y'all, and I am so sorry. I call it the dark night of the soul. You know, it's that kick in the gut. I can't even get out of bed. I can't eat. I can't think. All I want to do is stay in bed and sleep because I don't want to deal with reality. I don't want to deal with life. I have been there. I hear you. I get it. It's the worst place to be. I'm going to share with you how I have coped with those things. And that has happened way too often in my life. So that the last couple of times, at least, I was going, okay, Majana, you've been here and done this. Let's do it a little faster this time. All right, here's what I do. First of all, realizing in those times when we so desperately want help from our soul team and we are desperately trying to connect with them are the exact times that we can't. And that's so frustrating. It's not because they're not there. It's not because they don't want to help and they don't love us. 
all of that is just the opposite. They are very present. They love us very much and they do want to help. It's our own physicality, our own stress, physically, emotionally, or mentally, that is blocking or making that connection with them really, really challenging for us to hear. So the first thing is get calm, centered, and quiet. That is hard when you can't even breathe, right? I think I've said in another podcast, I used to have issues with anxiety, especially when I was going to be alone. And a lot of these dark nights of the soul for me were involved around that topic in various forms. So breathing became a real struggle for me. And I found myself shallow breathing only up here in your chest. And it seems like you just can't quite catch your breath. And that's not healthy. (laughs) It's not healthy in any way. So slow down and take nice, calm, deep breaths through your belly. Use your diaphragm. And consciously breathe deeply and slowly. And you know, when you exhale longer than you inhale, that tells your body to relax. So work with your body, honor it, and let it work with you. You want to relax and breathe slowly and deeply and get oxygen to everything, including your brain, which may be a little oxygen deprived if you've been kind of panting. All right. See, I catch myself breathing right now. Whew. If you're anything like me, my mind is busy, and it's going all the places it should not be going. It's all of the what-ifs and oh-craps and oh-my-goshes and all of that negative stuff that is completely counterproductive to anything. Because, you know, worry is negative prayer. What you think about, you bring into your life. Well, I think it's a little more complicated than that because just thinking about it doesn't bring it in, or we would all have a great life, right? Being focused on negative things is only adding to the stress, and it certainly is not creating anything positive. So my other thing is, every single time my mind goes someplace it shouldn't be, to a negative thought of any kind, it's immediately redirecting it. And I'm not kidding, y'all. There have been times in my life where that is a full-time job. All day long, constantly redirecting my thoughts. So I get it. And it is a commitment, and it does help. And then even when you can catch a little space between negative thoughts, you're making progress, right? Chart your progress and be excited and appreciate and love yourself through this. Give yourself high fives on every little victory. So negative thought, diverted. Positive thought coming in. Okay, let's take it a little bit further. That negative thought, reframe it. How can I turn that negative into a positive? Sometimes you have to be a little bit creative, but you can do it. Or think, okay, I can't turn it into something positive right now, but think of three positive thoughts to counteract it. It's training your brain to think the way you want it to think. All right, you're breathing. You're catching and redirecting thoughts. The other thing, oh, when you're really, really in a bad spot, this is the absolute last Thing you want to do, what would that be? Yep, exercise. Ah! The last thing you feel like doing, and yet it can be the absolute most beneficial, right? So get up, get out of the house, and get some fresh air. Even if it's like really, really cold out there, well, good. That fresh air will give you a little shock factor. Whatever the temperature is, get out there and get in it. You're shifting your attention. You're shifting your body. You're getting yourself out of one zone and into another. Now, if you just cannot bring yourself to go do a really good workout, 
Okay, don't. Just go for a walk. But on your walk, make sure you're monitoring your thoughts and your breathing. And on your walk, make sure you are looking for something to be grateful for. And y'all, I get it. There have been times it's like I can't even hardly walk with my head up. I'm so focused on low thoughts that I'm even looking down. So then fine, look for a flower. Look for a bird. Look for anything at all on the ground, in the trees, in the sky, anything to be grateful for. It might be a cool cloud. And let yourself really go there and be grateful and focus on that. Try to keep your attention on something positive. Set a goal. Okay, great. I just switched my thinking and I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm out here in some fresh air. All right, so find five things right now. Stop. Look around. Five things that are pretty, that I'm grateful for, that I've not noticed before. Something like that. You're just shifting your attention. Intentionally, consciously changing your thought process. Okay? That's a hard one. And then, of course, if you're exercising, if you can really hit the gym or go for a run and really do a good workout and get endorphins releasing, well, that's the best, right? That's what they do is relax you and change your frame of mind. So that's perfect. And sometimes we just can't do that. Here's another thing. I like to meditate in complete silence. Sitting in meditation is my favorite. But when I am in a stressed out space, in any sort of stress, and my mind keeps going to the negative thoughts, or I have terrible monkey mind, or I'm obsessing over something in my life at this moment, silence is the last thing I need because my brain is more than happy to fill it with negativity. So that's when I go back to guided meditations. I make sure I put guided meditations on and fall asleep listening to them. And sometimes the anxiety has been so bad, I wake up four or five times during the night with a panic attack, and I don't think I can breathe, and boy, those meditations go right back on. And I'll fall asleep listening to them again as many times as it takes, for as many nights as it takes, but it's something positive coming into my subconscious mind, not negative TV jibber-jabber. And choose the meditations so that they are helping you with whatever you need help with. Just sleep or positive thoughts or self-esteem. You know, there's so many different possibilities. All right, and here's a big one. Now, this kind of leads into the whole manifesting thing. But I think it helps us in survival mode as well. Create the life you want. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's what the whole manifesting thing is, right? But create it right now in your mind. Be what you want to be. So we talked about, am I showing up to be the person I want? Am I being the person that I want to be? When your life isn't what you want, then let your imagination take control in a positive way for you. Whether you're moving or you're just sitting in silence, it doesn't matter. But imagine yourself. And by imagine, I mean visualize it and more importantly, feel it. What does it feel like? to be you in the perfect life. Whatever it is that's causing you angst right now, if it's your relationship, then bring back to mind a time when you and your partner were so connected and it was so wonderful. And don't just remember it. Go there. Go there with all of your senses. What did it feel like? What smells were there? Was there food involved? Take all the senses and relive it and then move forward in the future, but don't make it future. It's happening right now. What will it be like? And even use that language. 
if it's about a job. Right now, maybe you just cannot stand your job and you don't want to be there. Okay, so instead of saying, oh, I can't wait to get a new job. This job is driving me crazy. This job is killing me. Change it around. Visualize what kind of clothes do you want to be wearing to the job that you want. So see yourself in those clothes. You could even go put them on. Wear them around. Wear them out and run errands. And visualize and feel yourself at this new job. I wouldn't get so picky about exactly where it is unless you know they're hiring and you're applying for it, then absolutely go for that. But if you just know you want to change careers or you want a new job and you don't know where, focus on how you're going to feel. How will it feel getting to work? How will it feel? Feel the excitement walking in through the doors And you like the people you're working with and they are saying good morning to you and you're saying good morning to them. What are you holding coffee? Are you holding a briefcase? Feel it all. Again, with all of your senses, just let your imagination take you there and be in that experience. That's really how you create. It's feeling it. It's not just visualizing it. And so by creating, by feeling that right now, also can help you get out of your slump, right? It gives you hope, setting goals for your subconscious mind. So what if you do these things and you're still struggling? You still need other resources. What is out there? Tons. Find people, first of all, like-minded people that you can hang out with and talk about positive stuff. If somebody starts going down that negative rabbit hole, hold each other accountable. Nope, we are creating greatness right now. That can be online chat rooms, it can be Facebook, it can be real life, up close and personal. Just find people to share that with. There's also just tons of really great books, right? Maybe some escapism would be a great thing. This might be a great time to read some novel that you've been putting off or go on a little Harry Potter binge or something and then come back around. When you're in the throes of this and you're having a dark night of the soul or you just can't hardly make it through a day, sometimes it's okay to have a pity party. Lord knows I got really good at them. The thing is you want to limit those. Limit how long you're going to spend feeling bad for yourself and being a victim, but go into it and enjoy it and say, okay, I give myself this 30 minutes and I'm going to do it really, really well. And then after 30 minutes... I'm going to be positive, and I'm going to work on creating what I really want. That's both sides of the coin. There's some great self-help books, right? Wayne Dyer is a great one, light, easy reading, upbeat, along these same lines. I loved him, and those are just always good fallback books when you just need a little boost. That's like hanging out with an author even though you're not really, it's not a two-way communication. And speaking of communication, most relationship issues, whether it's work, family, spouse, partner, whatever, most issues are around communication. And maybe it's time to find a new way to communicate. There's several different really good tools out there to help. One of the favorites for me is Marshall Rosenberg's Nonviolent Communication. He came up with a terrific system that has variations that have spun off of it. And I think even the essence, just using the essence of this is very, very beneficial. So if you're struggling with communication, look at that. Again, I think this is all about our foundation. What can we do? What shifts can we make within ourselves 
to make our lives and others better, happier, a stronger foundation. I mean, I think we just really have to analyze everything right now. And I am working on a course, actually. If I would have done this several months ago when my guides told me, but then I forgot, I would have it done. And so I don't. But I am working on a course for exactly how to get realigned, really, and manifest. That will be, I'll I'll keep you posted. I'm working on it. And I really do want it to be very, very beneficial. In the meantime, be looking at all the resources you can get a hold of. I hope you found some gems in this that can help you. And I would love to hear from you. You can get me at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. If you are looking for help with your guides, then I'm glad to help you out with that. I do have sessions. You can get them on our website, which is Soul Food Talks, S-O-U-L, foodtalks.com. They are very much spirit-led and direct connection with your guides. I've been so amazed. I love doing these, and the information that comes through is just unbelievable. Wishing you the best, and I hope to hear from you, but more so, I hope that you get some help in here and things are looking great. I will talk to you soon, and until next time, namaste.